0: Hi, and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast, where I, your host, Mario Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a delivery manager. We'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap that up in a way which makes sense. This is a daily series of podcasts which are released across all your favorite podcast software. And there's a video version on YouTube with additional content, if you wish. If you want to get in touch, get involved with the podcast, or even be a sponsor, get in touch via Twitter, DM underscore daily. And don't forget to check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, the delivery manager daily hello and welcome to episode 28 of the delivery manager daily i'm your host mario de cristofano and in this episode um i wanted to talk about if you want to be a delivery manager and applying for jobs and some of the things that i've learned and why I think I can offer advice on interviews and being a DM and some of the things that you should consider. And I'm talking to people that maybe are applying for delivery manager type roles. Uh, Maybe they are applying for uh, delivery manager type roles where um, I've spoken to people or helped and assisted people, whether for the companies I work for or others, but also for internal colleagues and peers that I've spoken to who want to move into delivery management. And from a profile perspective, some of the things That are worth considering so if you're looking at getting into the delivery manager space and obviously you know this is a podcast typically about agile and delivery management so not career advice but I wanted to talk about some of the things that I see having interviewed many many people for the delivery manager role so let's start with what is a delivery manager now I cheat a little bit at this because like many roles delivery management can mean plenty of things Um, to plenty of different companies and it kind of crosses the gap between a bit of quasi project management, business analysis, uh, portfolio management, account director, agile delivery manager, scrum master coach and everything in between. So so the first thing to really consider is what is a DM and you need a starting point. No matter what you think, I for years have used government DDAT roles on gov.uk to drive foundational kind of here is what a role is and if you don't know if you go on to uh, gov.uk forward slash guidance forward slash delivery hyphen manager that will give you a starting point of what the, the government uh, suggests is covered in the role of a delivery manager if you're working in the public sector but I absolutely extensively use these profiles to help shape what I think a delivery manager should be and my first piece of advice is go and read those um, foundational kind of spines of job roles across business analyst, product manager, service owner, and in this case, delivery manager. It hyperlinks out to all kinds of useful kind of skill levels and your awareness of agile and digital data and technology. And it's really, really useful to kind of start with. This is an archetypal classic delivery manager and I use as a point of reference. So then start to think about how many of those skills do you have naturally as part of your own role. So I'm talking to a lot of sort of BAs, a lot of business analysts who want to move into the delivery manager space and a lot of good BAs and a lot of good delivery managers, the skills intertwine because it's just a natural part of the job. So if you're into problem solving or information gathering and then turning that into something that makes sense, that you can communicate with a client and if you've got a bit of kind of gravitas about you and you can talk to the clients and deal with kind of that type of uh, day-to-day and which is just as common in a BA role as it is a DM role then you're going to fit in really well into a delivery manager role so that website gov.uk forward slash guidance forward slash delivery hyphen manager go there as a starting point to give you an idea of what a delivery manager actually is and does So you've been over the website, you kind of understand what a delivery manager role is and you've applied for a job. So I just want to kind of flip this a little bit and now talk about from an interviewer perspective, some of the common things that I see personally that get in the way of you kind of shining through uh, of being a, a potentially good candidate. And some trends that I see that seemingly are historic and legacy when it comes to CVs and how people interview. And I just wanted to call some of them out. So, one of the things that I see that really get in the way of proper, honest, clear communication is when you get asked that question, and to some degree, you could put onto the interviewer, Well, don't ask the question, and that'd be a fair challenge. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Now, what almost everyone does will then parrot through their CV in ascending chronological order, considering the interviewers will already have the cv in front of them this is a huge waste of time and for me shows a somewhat lack of awareness and contextual understanding in terms of communicating because the interviewers and i will typically already have the cv um what i'm interested in is a natural free free flow conversation about who you are what you do you're you're kind of genuine kind of reasons for looking to want a job uh, with us or or maybe looking into moving into delivery management and really just um, being having that kind of direct almost you're in the pub type conversation rather than kind of parroting everything that's on your cv and i think that's a, a legacy kind of habit that people do especially when they're nervous but actually, you know, you've got to kind of relax and breathe and just have a conversation. And I'm actually talking about, I interview for DMs. I sort of sit on a board for a couple of startups and I've done a few interviews recently. And um, in my professional, what I call my professional career, and then my kind of side things that I, I do and help out with, uh, I do see these trends, which is why I'm talking about it on the podcast. But don't, when you're asked to tell us about yourself, Go through your CV. You almost want to uh, do everything, but we've got the CV. Refer to the CV, for example. Well, I did this and you can take a look at that on my CV. And if you want to know further, let me know. But this is your opportunity to kind of guide the conversation and tell everyone what you want them to know, what's important and where your skills lie. So you've had a look at what a delivery manager is. You've gone to the Gov UK website, had a look you're applying for a job maybe as a delivery manager and you are or do something very similar and you've got to your interview and we've just talked about just not parroting your CV and just making sure you talk through kind of who you are as a human being and that kind of moves me on to the next thing in terms of talking about kind of sort of practical experience that you've got so I'm now going to sort of pivot again and talk about a conversation I've had recently with a peer who's looking into get into delivery management and is a a BA and this is a fairly common well-trodden path so I've thought about this and worked with BAs to kind of understand where a lot of those transferable skills are. One of the things that I've noticed are often missing because as a BA you're often not sort of in front of the client every day is you've got to look at kind of um, your ability to wrangle C-level executives and people with zero attention span that might not have the time to go into the level of detail that you would typically want to as a business analyst. So... You've got to have or demonstrate or be prepared to learn how to be able to control a room and have those conversations to be able to manage and communicate a narrative. Now, part of being a good delivery manager is controlling situations. So even if there's issues, even if the project's going awry, even if you're over budget or over time or there's a massive issue, what you have to do is take accountability and ownership for that. As a delivery manager, I use the term the conflict triangle and you're often right at the top of it. That means that, you know, all the success and everything that goes well should be on the team anything that goes wrong or that needs to be managed or dealt with has to fall on your shoulders and you really have to be able to be able to take that and i can't particularly say that that's a skill that i've always had but certainly it's something that i've developed over time and if you're a ba one of the missing skills that i often see is that kind of people management and ability to communicate so this then goes into areas such as communication Um, public speaking being able to present and often these are skills that are either overlooked or not well practiced so if you're a BA wanting to get into the DM space those kind of presentation skills are really important that ability to be able to communicate really complex stuff in a way that makes sense is a real skill that I thoroughly suggest that if you're a BA wanting to get into the DM space it's a skill that you pick up So going backwards and forwards between a couple of different but similarly themed topics back to interviewing. Um, One of the things that I see and I have seen most recently, so hopefully uh, the person that I interviewed isn't listening to this. But if you are, you know, you'll take this, I'm sure. Um, Ask questions. This is a really, really clear opportunity to interrogate your potential employer. And any serious applicant that's wanting to look for a permanent move is going to want to ask questions about exploring beneath the kind of veneer of a job advert or what's being said. One of the big issues with job interviews and the whole process in general is it's almost like a speed date of showing your best side. You as a candidate show your best side. The employer shows its best side. Neither have the courage to actually explain or be honest about the reason for the role or the reason for looking for a job and the quicker that you can get to that even though it can be awkward you're going to get a much more rich and meaningful kind of conversation and output from it so when you ask invariably have you got any questions for us ask and don't just go onto google and research what are good questions to ask in an interview you know the website will typically give you all the kind of veneer forward things that the company wants you to know about their company you want them to be asking about what life's really like or you know what does success look like in the first three to six months or do you, you know, based on what you've heard, think that I'd have any problems, you know, within the company or my personality, or is there anything I can do that you think would help me to succeed? And everything in relation to you as an individual and be honest about why you're looking and what you're looking for, and also the things that you don't like to make sure that this is not a waste of time. The attrition cycle of people going into a job, giving it a period of time, and then when Things get difficult or the landscape changes, they leave and then they go again into another job and another job. I'm not suggesting that that that's been done since time began is is wrong. Um, But now what I'm going to do is tell you a little story about kind of my difference of kind of approach to my career and my job, um, which is not something I've always done, but I found it's been an interesting period of growth for me. So having crafted my career for quite some time and being a bit of a, I guess you would call a diva in terms of how I think and view myself in terms of my capability. um, I've always had an attitude of I always commit and put every ounce and inch of effort into everything that I do. And in return, expect that to be given back. And obviously in a perfect world, that's what you get. You're often told, right, anecdotally, that you get out what you put in. And for a long period of time, you know, based on that very binary view of I'm going to commit fully to an employer or an organisation and in return, by God, I expect it back in spades. And whenever anything went wrong or not quite as I wanted or maybe uh, things weren't happening as quick as I would like. I would use that as a reason to leave and go on to potentially something else. Now, throughout my career, there have been reasons, practical or otherwise, that are actually justifiable as to why I've looked for another job. Like, you know, people not being able to pay salaries or redundancies and and downsizing and all that kind of stuff. But there have also been times, if I've been absolutely honest, where just things have changed or got difficult or I've not liked them and instead of showing a bit of stickability and I always used to look at people's CVs and go how did you spend seven eight years with one place Um, and this isn't for the conversation of you know the career hopping thing whether that's good or bad that's outside the scope of this and in today's world and how the workforce and human labour has evolved job hopping is more prevalent because of the nature of the gig economy and a number of other things that again are outside the scope of this podcast but What I've noticed is that when I've started to experience challenges in in my career, things that I found difficult or things that I've really had to shine a mirror on myself, um, it's very easy to get into that cycle, that attrition cycle of this isn't right, I've had enough, I've been here a while, I'm going to look for something new. And nothing is ever perfect. And I realised that it's quite addictive to be on that circle of something constantly new because there's always the hope, the aspiration, the excitement and the adrenaline of doing something new and meeting new people and maybe this is my forever home. But at no point do you look back and think, well, what am I doing to kind of view what I'm doing or the lens to which I look at stuff? So always trying to um, think about that. And as I've gotten a little bit more mature in my career, I guess I've started to look at myself and think, why am I working and doing this? And what can I do to change to enable me to stay and continue to be happy with what I'm doing? And it's a really difficult sort of challenge to retrospect yourself. And this brings me on to the next thing in terms of the advice that I would give people wanting to get into delivery management or are looking at their own role is to get yourself a whiteboard or a, a big sheet of paper or however you do kind of notes and really start to think about the things that make you happy, what make you unhappy, what is it you're looking for and what are you doing to kind of get to where you want to be. And that kind of self- Retrospection is really important. And one of the big things is to acknowledge where you are not good at stuff and and not trying to embellish that or and or gloss over it to think that it doesn't matter. As a delivery manager, if you're getting into that space, there are going to be things that you're going to have to learn to do. For me, uh, I'm not particularly good at the commercial element of it. The numbers, there's something that don't interest me and I'm not particularly interested in um, the sort of financial accounting and all that kind of stuff. I've always had the luxury to kind of do what I want, work how I want. And that's been an advantage to me because I don't care about the bottom line because it's not my bottom line. But it's ever so different when it's your own business and you start to think, you know, I've I've got to deliver this project and it's got to be profitable and I've got to make margin on it. And I've got to make sure that I don't overspend. And these are things that I hate thinking about because they muddy my creative kind of passion and kind of dilute my creative juice for wanting to just build a thing or do a thing or organize a project. But I know that part of delivery management is that commercial element. So if you're a BA wanting to get into delivery management, you'll be probably turned on equally by the creative bit, the information gathering bit, the synthesizing data into a story that makes sense to a client or stakeholders. But what you'll also actually have to do is be responsible for commercials and financial burndown and performance and signing off timesheets. And these are all things that you really have to think about as well as a delivery manager. Those that don't want to do that, I've often found then what they're actually looking for is to be more an agile type of coach. And that's a completely different conversation. But delivery management in my eyes and I think in in the world generally is you're going to have to have that commercial understanding, that broader commercial capability that if you want to be really good, then also bleeds into account, directing and client liaison and winning business from those relationships that you ultimately build so these are things that you should be thinking about if you're a ba wanting to get into the dm space and thinking about how to take your career and where to take your career Um, which leads me on to the next thing i want to talk about so the next thing i want to talk about and is the final thing for this very quick podcast is um you've got to eat your own dog food And those that know me will have heard me say that rather an elegant term often, and it refers to you can't tell someone else what to do or advise on it if you don't really understand it. And I think one of the key skills that I've got as a delivery manager is I genuinely understand and I'm involved with or do or what somewhat unprofessionally pretty much every job in the digital space so I can test software, I can write automation scripts, I can develop in a range of languages, understand the software development Uh, life cycle uh, understand cloud technology and live and breathe and eat that to make it not a chore to do I'm not doing it to have the knowledge I'm doing it because I love it and what that does is give me this unique edge to be able to understand all the different lenses and all the different perspectives of a typical technology team or technology issue or a technology transformation or anything can also then coupled with that communication skill to be able to take complex things and talk about them in a way that makes sense. That's the separator for me that I've learned as a DM. And what I look for in other DMs is you can't just come in. I don't think in today's world and just with a very closed delivery mindset, deliver a project. I think you probably can in many circumstances. I just don't think it's a sustainable thing. And I think you have to develop your skills in other areas. I probably um, think wrongly, but it's what I think and it will be controversial. I think if you're a delivery manager, you should have tested some software. I think you should have built a cloud-based pipeline. I think you should have played around with Git and you know pulled from a repo and edited some code and submitted it back to a repo and dealt with version control and merging issues. I think you should understand how databases work. I think you should understand the core concepts of uh, the various cloud providers, whether it's G Cloud or AWS or Azure. I think you should have done some of those foundational technology certifications to just give you that grounding. Now, that's not always the case and you can specialize in certain areas of delivery. Um, We think of delivery split into the discovery part of it, which I talked about on the last episode, kind of that information gathering and setting up the project for success some dms kind of uh, focus and are good at that and i think that's where my sweet spot is t- as well to be fair there's the going into the delivery stage and starting with sprint zero and one and then kicking off and keeping consistent and doing the reports and doing the assurance and governance and people that like process and like following routine and patterns uh, they will love that part of the project there's the firefighting element of it the shit you know fire uh, by the seat of your pants everything's falling down and you're at the, at the heart of that to try and fix it and that constant adrenaline cycle is something people are really good at kind of calming things down and getting to a solution problem solving and then there's the closure and kind of selling business and winning work and extending the the, the scope and that's more the account director kind of thing and then probably somewhere in between there there's the agile and delivery coach so you want to think about where you fit and it may be that you're good at all of those things or you have a sweet spot for certain areas so think about where you mold your skills but broadly having that foundational tech understanding is going to be really important because as I do very simple desk-based kind of economic analysis and looking at what clients are asking for, what C-level executives are talking about, what's happening in organisations, both in the public and private sector, the constant demand to do more with less is ever so apparent. And as we talk about kind of T-shaped individuals often, but we're looking for more and I'm looking for more and trying to be that kind of polyglot, almost M-shaped sort of breadth of knowledge and deep knowledge across many areas The rebuttal rebuttists, the rebuttals on that point will say, well, you can't be a master of everything. And there's that notion of jack of all trades, master of none. But in between, there's a real sweet spot of understanding all of these core concepts. And I think if you're a BA in particular wanting to get into the DM space, make sure you understand some of those fundamentals. It's probably as a bulleted list, understanding cloud migration paths understanding the core service offerings of Azure, AWS and G Cloud. They're all very similar, but understand the main services that they offer, Uh, understand the process of going through well architected framework reviews, setting up landing zones and building out services from that. You probably need to understand containerization and sort of cloud based software delivery. And then fundamentally, which is massively forgotten about, those basics in IT and technology, you know, the OSI seven layer model, understanding network infrastructure, understanding how your um, Facebook page on screen gets to you via Wi-Fi. And really, it sounds absolutely crazy, but the amount of people that I know that work in tech and that fundamentally don't understand core concepts of technology is just frightening so if you do nothing else make sure that you have that technical grounding it'll not only be make you a much better delivery manager but it'll give you a lot more adhesion with the teams that you run to make sure that they can see that you understand their world so although we've bounced a bit around being a ba wanting to get into the dm space and if you're a dm in interviews some of the things that i've seen recently that i think aren't great and we've bounced around those topics hopefully This has been a useful 20 minutes or so to kind of get you thinking about uh, being a delivery manager. And I've, I've recorded this podcast purposefully for a few individuals that I've had conversations with recently. So if you're listening to this, you'll know who you are. And hopefully this is a good starting point for further conversation in person. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. This is episode 27 of is it 27 or 28? oh I don't know the delivery manager daily thanks for listening I'm your host Marietta Cristofano I just want to take this opportunity to let you know that I do have a small web and app company that I run on the side to my day to day job I build websites small applications and you can get in touch with me if you want a website built maybe you want to start a new business or a side hustle or you need to talk to someone for some advice i'm not sure where to go get in touch with me at creativepixel.me.uk quote the podcast dm daily you'll get a 10 percent discount on any work that you uh, have done with me so check it out